Thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. Your host this week, myself, Lee, all by my lonesome. Uh, Reed is off work this week. He is moving. He's got a lot on his plate. So we're going to give him the day off. Uh, as such, we will not be discussing New Vegas uh, in this show, outside of when I talk about New Vegas in five minutes from now. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at with that. Uh, if you have not listened to last week's Sultans of Slam, uh, which me and Reed review AW Dynamite and UFC 250, and then me and Krista uh, talk Total Bellas, and I thought we were done the season, but there is still one more episode to go. Oh my god, uh, you may have heard that my laptop... Uh, was completely shitting the bed. My home laptop that I edit and kind of do everything on. Uh, so I was forced, in fact, to buy a new PC for the first time in like 10 years. Uh, it's weird for as much as I upgrade my electronics and things like that as I go. I'm a console gamer. Uh, PC gaming, uh, you know, appealed to me on Windows 3.1, a little bit on Windows 95. But after that, I, I flipped over to Nintendo and Sega and that was kind of... and never looked back. However, whenever I do have a PC that is capable of running games. I love to play PC games. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff on that comes out on PC uh, that doesn't come out elsewhere or is more accessible on PC. Um, the Humble Bundles, the Steam Sales, that kind of stuff, uh, as it were. Uh, but picked up a new PC. Again, not looking for an Alienware laptop. Uh, I'm not I'm not doing eSports on this thing, uh, but it is an HP something or other. I got an i 10th generation i7 in this thing, uh, 8 gigabytes of RAM, and a solid-state drive. This thing goes from completely off to browsing the internet and I clocked at six seconds uh, and that's great uh, especially because I've been you know using a Windows 10 old Lenovo ThinkPad uh, which is an absolute workhorse of a computer but you know if you drop it enough eventually it will fall apart uh, and that was literally the problem with it is that the casing on the on the laptop had almost completely cracked apart and even moving the screen up and down uh, actually forced this thing apart and was actually causing it to no longer connect to the internet, which I apparently considered uh, the end of the line. Uh, however, the thing would be constantly blue screening and uh, losing connection to the to the screen and, and just kind of freezing the laptop up uh, for years. Uh, uh, I've been kind of dealing with that off and on. So it's finally time, new PC, ready to play some PC games. I have not yet. Uh, I'm just kind of enjoying... Uh, Having something here that's not going to randomly turn off on me, uh, that's, you know, that's kind of nice. Uh, one thing about Reed, before we move on with the show, and uh, I could have taken a week off too, but you know what, there's so much news in the video game world to talk about this week. Uh, E3 was last week, of course, and by that I mean there was no E3. Uh, however, they they seem to have scattershot all the announcements and uh, what, whatever their timeline was for the game. So, okay, big social media campaign here, advertising campaign here. We're going to show a trailer at E3 to drum up pre-orders. Now it seems like that stuff just got kind of moved to the periphery of that week, but it's all still... There's so much news uh, and, and stuff to do. It's, it's a bit overwhelming. Um, it, it is kind of nice... Uh, when you have a Future of Gaming event like Sony held, uh, to just have that hour block of stuff where you can see it all in one place. Uh, and that was an A-plus presentation. But back to Reed. The other week that guy was drinking a sugar-free cherry energy drink. And he exclaimed, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not, I thought it had sugar in it. I was not ready for this sweetener taste. He's having a terrible time. But to my knowledge, he finished that drink. The next day, I did a sippy run on the way to work. And, uh... I, I grabbed him a Black Cherry Rockstar, uh, what what a nice friend, uh, gave him that, and then he cracked it at the podcast episode, uh, set it on the table, and I said, if you keep picking that drink up and setting it down there, the microphone's going to pick it up, so please put it on the, the table behind you, which he did, uh, and I found that drink there today, 
uh, I assume he that was I think that was Friday. Uh, he had it, not Wednesday, two days before that. But uh, if I had not seen that man take a sip of that drink with my own eyes, uh, I would have to say he just cracked it, left it on the table. I poured out a full energy drink, and uh, just a tear in my eye. So uh, that's the end of our energy drink podcast. If uh, that's how he treats sippies, uh, I don't want him to be any part of any energy drink podcast. I won't bring this up with him either. If he listens to this, he's welcome to uh, to rebuttal. But this is our this is just between me. And you, we will know, we'll have something against Reed, we'll know what he did. Alright, as usual, we like to talk about what we've been playing in this last week. Uh, I have been bouncing all over the place. Uh, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, uh, and now PC. Uh, just not not settling on any one thing, but putting a fair bit of time into uh, to a number of things. Uh, one of the things uh, I- I'm rediscovering... The 3DS, uh, thanks to Metopia, and just what a great platform that is, and how far it's come uh, from when that thing launched to to where it is now, and the the just immense library on that thing. Uh, Metopia, it, it just keeps on giving. It is lighthearted. It is that Nintendo quirk that I absolutely love. If if Tomodachi Life or Mitomo <clears throat> or N- Nintendo circa the Wii Wii U era uh, made you smile. Metopia is the the epitome of that. Uh, I thought, you know, I was kind of reaching the end of the game. I thought this was a, a short game that you're meant to play through multiple times uh, as multiple uh, different characters, different roles. What they actually do in the game is uh, half most of your party gets kidnapped, and you're uh, you're actually given a new party with new classes unlocked uh, as well. Uh, so as I mentioned previously, you have your standard cleric, mage, uh, warrior, thief, and then pop star and chef, which are kind of fun. And then the subsequent jobs I've unlocked so far are scientist, cat. And uh, Imp, which is like a devil man. So now, now it's game on. This is, uh, I am I am fully invested. Uh, the next three people I, I recruited were uh, Nick Cage, Conan O'Brien, uh, who are a warrior and Imp, respectively. And then I was going to get a Jeff Goldblum uh, to be my cat, but I, I was not satisfied with any of the Jeff Goldblums on Me Central. And I uh, wasn't going to make one myself. And by the way, Me Central is a thing that's in this game. I don't know if it's downloaded to the card or through an update that they have all this data in there. Uh, as far as I know, it's not connecting to the internet. I could be wrong. But you go into Me Central and you type in a search word and there's dozens of Mies. So every time I come across a new character now and I've, I've kind of exhausted my repertoire of Mies and who I had in Tomodachi Life, I'm just typing in celebrities now. It's like, who's going to be the quiz master? I'm like, I don't know, Will Smith? Here's, here's fucking 36 perfect will smiths and then i'm sitting there for 10 minutes like an idiot trying to pick out which will smith i want uh apologies if you start hearing some some weather uh we have a huge thunderstorm blowing through right now so i'm i'm just cozy uh anyways uh so we get we get luigi as my cat uh who just kind of looks like luigi from super mario 3d world and i continue my journey uh, you come across different towns where you can cast the Mies again. The RPG elements of this are very simple. You only control your character and what they do. Uh, and you control when your characters go to and from a safe spot to heal. And when you use your quote-unquote sprinkles, which are items that you initiate to re- recover HP and MP. And then the characters themselves uh, get HP bananas and MP candies that they can use at their leisure. I have to say uh, that when the AI has full MP and no real direction... Uh, they, they tend to not necessarily waste that MP, but uh, use it faster than they've got it. However, if someone needs healing or you're in a boss fight, th- there does seem some... Sem- like li- Compared to even like Final Fantasy 13 or something, there's some semblance in this game of, of intelligence of... 
the characters knowing what to do and how to spend their their HP and stuff that I uh, appreciate. That's a, all I'll talk about Metopia this week, uh, a game from four years ago or whatever. Uh, but I am really enjoying it. Uh, Krista expressed interest in golfing, uh, and then she expressed interest in a golf video game. So, of course, on Game Pass, let's see, there's got to be golf in here somewhere. Uh, there is, in fact, a awful uh, party golf game that I don't recommend checking out. If you see it, you'll know it. Uh, so I'm like, we gotta, we gotta cleanse the palate here. We need to get the most recent Hot Shots golf game, and by that I mean everybody's golf, which, after you say it a few times in the context of playing it in your own home, is a completely ridiculous, dumb title. Uh, and uh, of course, of course, is there any question Hot Shots Golf is the better title uh, that they should have went with if they're going to assimilate or whatever here? Uh, everybody's golf's great. You can make your own characters. Uh, the UI and stuff is is pretty ham-fisted. Um, the, the the presentation of everything is... The, the translation, everything like that. For a game that is, uh, I guess, a Sony first-party, second-party game... Uh, it's very janky around the edges. Here's Nessa shaking it up. Nessa, how's it going? Does the thunderstorm have you bothered? It's okay. I'll be done soon. And we can cuddle. Uh, but Everybody's Golf provides a cheap, great golf party golf experience on the PS4, and I highly recommend it. Uh, it's about time for a Mario Golf. What's Camelot doing? They're sh sure as hell not making a new uh, Golden Sun game. Uh, get them on the new Mario Sports. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, Animal Crossing, of course, uh, revisited almost daily. Revisited daily, let's be honest here. Uh, lots going on in that. Uh, my wife is still big into the going to other people's towns, trading DIYs. Uh, if if Celeste is over, she comes over. There's there's like a weather monitoring app now. Someone made a tool where it's just like, hey, tell me how many stars you see in the sky. Is it raining? When did it rain? What's going on? And be able to predict your weather and know when meteor shower is going to happen. I only like this uh, because the game has a bunch of random things that aren't. Uh, and also has uh, Isabel, who is supposed to introduce you to what's going on in the town every day and doesn't tell you when these elements are happening. So she will alert you to a meteor shower, uh, nice nice enough of her, as will villagers in the town. But if Flick or Chip or uh, etc. is visiting, uh, she does mention it. She does mention if Kix is there. She does mention if Sahara is wandering around. You don't know what to look for. You don't know who to look for. Uh, and if, and you, would, you could just log out at that point. Uh, so I hope in a subsequent update they... Let Isabel let you in on uh, th those kinds of things. But in the meantime, there are tools like this. Uh, so you have a number of people that visit your town uh, and sell you things, basically, different merchants. Uh, you get two at random every week or something. There's a reset or something. So it's while it is random and you can't necessarily control what's going to happen in your town, you can't predict it. Uh, and this is going kind of going back to turnips as well and people predicting when turnips will spike and stuff like that. So kind of interesting. I'm just going to... Hit this aha peach real quick. One sip. Better leave it like read. All right. Uh, no Man's Sky hit the Xbox One Game Pass. Uh, I'm very interested. I've heard No Man's Sky looks great on Xbox One X. Uh, and I'm very curious what that game is from scratch now. Because I, oh, I, be completely honest with you, I played No Man's Sky unupdated the first time I played it. And uh, it was like pre-patch. So they hadn't increased the amount of stuff you get. And, and the crafting and stuff was just like a masochistic uh and, and then, of course, playing with the update, uh, the original No Man's Sky, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Put tons of hours in that game and have played every subsequent update uh, that they've put out and just kind of poked my head in. There was the one where they changed all the elements and the names of everything and how, how basically the base crafting system of the game works. And uh, that was crazy. Uh, so I, I have since then wanted to just play the game from scratch and see how it eases you in. And man, night and day, that game has a ton of tutorials in it now. You have some general direction of where you're going. You have like a quest log. 
Uh, which, which I've played with again before. I, I've played this version of No Man's Sky on PS4, but I've played it coming into it such late game. What was cool though is every time I would log in, I had so many units and stuff, uh, and, and crafting materials that it was I was immediately able to interface uh, with the new stuff. Whereas with this, yeah, it is a survival game. You're not meant to build yourself up that quickly, uh, but it is neat how they ease you in pretty early into the crafting stuff and, and making a base and stuff like that. So. Hello Games, uh, your game is still great and exactly what I was expecting it to be from launch, uh, but you have subsequently uh, provided all these updates and content, and I hope you're making money on the back end of that. I know, of course, with Game Pass, you got, you got a little payday. I don't know how big the team is now, but uh, good for you guys. Uh, basically, the game, the indie game that was released as a AAA uh, and, and, and left out to dry uh, by Sony is, is how it'll be remembered. Anyway. That's No Man's Sky. I downloaded a bunch of other stuff on Game Pass too, and then like Dragon's Dogma, the Dark Horizon version was like thirteen bucks, and I'm like, man, I've been meaning to play that game. Like, I need another fucking game, but I bought it. It was thirteen dollars. What the hell? Anyway, uh, I got into some Final Fantasy VII remake. I was at the base of the tower. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, w- when you go up to uh, uh, when Shinra's trying to blow up the plate and drop the uh, the plate on the whole sector there. So I had I'd stopped right before that. I went through that entire sequence, uh, and it's it's kind of part and parcel for the entire Final Fantasy VII remake experience on the cusp of absolute greatness. But when the there are some things that creep in, and it's 50-50. It's overwritten at parts. Anything to do with Sephiroth or the Spectres. Uh, which Reed has, of course, let us know are the you're changing ti- you're changing fate ghosts or whatever the hell uh, that stuff needed to be left the fuck out of the game in my opinion uh, that would have been the perfect opportunity especially for a game like this that isn't as long as other uh, JRPGs of its type as a new game plus thing like have Cloud maybe semi react to, to Sephiroth in the times that he does but but don't have anybody react to the ghosts in my opinion. And on a new game plus, have that stuff in there. Have that extra, oh, oh, here's where they were diverging from the, here's where things were different from before. Oh, here's Cloud seeing Sephiroth. I, I don't remember him. That that would have been perfect for a new game plus, And it just detracts uh, from the from the experience. I'm, I'm watching this scene, uh, whatever, and then a bunch of ghosts show up. And what it reminds me of is fucking Kingdom Hearts. Uh, and I've said that before as Reed described it to me. And it's awful. And, uh... But however, there's expanded expanded scenes that are equally great in the other direction. Uh, stuff like Aerith finding Marlene in the bar and uh, convincing her to come with her and then ultimately having to uh, go with the, the Turks there. All that is fantastic and is something that you couldn't do on a PS1 that you're now able to do. Um, these soliloquies, <laughs> the fucking avalanche members have as you come across them i already said spoilers uh but but everybody bites it uh during this time in the game especially in the original version uh you just kind of see them as you head up the tower and it's assumed they all just die when it collapses in this they get full-on speeches before they nod out presumably forever uh and that includes uh jesse and uh what's his name biggs yeah okay and then wedge okay yeah sure uh, yeah, Wedge, uh, presumably is crushed while saving a cat or something. He has this big moment where he gets in a guard's face and doesn't get tear gassed. And then, uh, the, yeah, the other two die on the tower. And, and while they're tearful goodbyes, sure, and, uh, it's sad, they built them up a little bit to, to let somewhat earn this. It goes on a little too long, uh, but at least they have the, uh, wherewithal not to put the fucking ghosts flying around while this is happening. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of 50-50 for me. I, I still enjoy the combat. I think the look of the game is great. Um, 
the, uh, the pacing's fucked up. Like, obviously it is. Uh, you, you know what's coming next, and you're like, really? We're doing this? Uh, to hear Walmart described as something that everybody loved so much when it's maybe the, the lowest point in the game for me, uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, it's, it's far, you know, could it be a top five game for me this year? Yeah, maybe, uh, just based on its high highs, but man, are those lows uh, low. Speaking of low lows... And uh, where my character's at in New Vegas right now, uh, as I mentioned, I think maybe last podcast, uh, I've been playing New Vegas along with our our review. So I'm I'm well onto the strip now. I am uh, finding all the tribes and deciding what to do with them, doing side quests. Uh, basically, the best part of New Ve- the middle part of New Vegas is the worst. The part where you get to the strip and kind of have to make some big decisions of wh- what you're going to do next. Uh, while you, you know, get all the locations around New Vegas and kind of figure out where the side quests lie, where you can kind of poke at the game. Uh, is the worst part. The funnest part, of course, of, of any Fallout or Bethesda game is, is the beginning. Starting from nothing, uh, literally having nothing on your body. Everything you pick up is new and wondrous and useful. Uh, and then, of course, when you settle in and the part of New Vegas where I'm in, where I'm, you know, I'm doing uh, There Stands the Grass and uh, quests, uh, or quests like that where you go to Vault 22 and it's filled with flat, flat people. Uh, doing all the running around for the Crimson Caravan stuff, trying to do the companion quest, which is very difficult in the hardcore mode, as we've mentioned. They love to get their heads blown off at a moment's notice uh, in that mode, and they're permanently dead uh, at that point as well. So one, you could be doing great, they step on a landmine or, or get one errant critical hit from an enemy, and it's over at that point. So that sucks. But uh, yeah, loving it. Uh, got all my caps, went in... Uh, Got all the upgrades from the New Vegas Medical Center, so I've got the slowly healing HP, got the, like, uh, extra hard skin. I was going to say adamantium skeleton, but that's actually a perk you get, which I also have in the game. Uh, Hardcore modes, basically, the thing you want to focus on is, uh, in my my opinion, I'm trying to get uh, caps to buy those upgrades and then get as much defense points as possible. Uh, while not wearing heavy armor uh, so I can still move and maneuver around because I'm trying to use explosives. And if you're throwing grenades and and throwing landmines, you want to be able to zoom away like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog as quickly as possible. Uh, So that's kind of my approach to it. And uh, avoiding combat altogether is, of course. So you want to level up your speech and your barter and be able to to talk your way out of things. So I went to the fort, installed the platinum chip, uh, told Kaiser that I've destroyed the robots when, in fact, I've powered them up. As I'm fairly certain, at this point, I am going to go uh, commit to an independent run uh, for this. And then, th- when you start to immerse yourself and start to roleplay in that way, stuff like House being like, hey, go to the Tops Casino and confront Benny and get my chip back. I'll give you 1,000 caps. And you try to barter with him for more, and if your skill isn't high enough, he's like, that's plenty for you. And you're like, motherfucker, I can get 1,000 caps selling five guns that I get off some some homeless people uh, out in the wastes. So what what are we doing here? This you're 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 kind of ripping me off. And when you start to to role play from that point of view, you're like, this one I'm worth to you 1,000 caps. Hmm, I wonder what's behind this door. Let's expose you to the air. Uh, and then I accidentally did the thing where I disconnected from the neural network. So he's you cannot interact with him. You can at that point smash his head with a baseball bat, uh, or he's just there, of course. Uh, Mr. House just cre- creepily preening uh, from behind that iron door as I destroy thing- things he has built up for hundreds of years. Uh, good stuff. Fallout New Vegas. Anyway, let's talk about the news. Uh, as I'm already, I've gone way longer than I intended to do the whole show just talking about bullshit. So as I mentioned, uh, E3 didn't happen this year. Presumably back next year. Jeff Keighley tried to get something off the ground. And I believe wholeheartedly he would have if it wasn't for covid uh, really kind of fucking up his ability to to probably network with people. Let's be completely honest here. Uh, but no particular order. Uh, let's talk about 
um, shit, man. Let's talk about this first. So itch.io, uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, this is a website for indie game developers. You can post your stuff there. I don't know if you can sell it, but a lot of game jam stuff or stuff that isn't quite a game, isn't a full concept, uh, is a interesting gameplay mechanic, but doesn't necessarily have a story or uh, isn't a round game experience, let's say. End up on itch.io. Uh, and you can go there and you can just fuck around with all these things. It is a great thing to do if you're just like, I just want to uh, click away at something and not think too much. Uh, you will find some very, very interesting pieces of art, let's call them. Uh, so, HIO has done a bundle uh, for racial justice and equality. Uh, it's a great cause. It's the uh, NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and Community Bail Fund. I assume this is still available as we speak. Uh, as this story is from last Thursday and it is now Wednesday the following week. But more than 1,500 works have been committed to this bundle. 1,500 games. Uh, again, some of them are uh, things you just kind of click around and, and mess around with. But there are some full-fledged games uh, included in this as well. And is well worth your look. Uh, some of the things include Art School, a Celeste, uh, A Short Hike. Um, I, I've just reminded myself that I, I need to actually go get this. And uh, I believe you kind of pay what you want for it. So, uh, you know, dig deep, be be generous. Uh, that's going on right now. Check that out on itch.io, itch.io. All right. Pokemon news. Reed's not here to roll his eyes. Uh, I hope he's playing the new Pokemon expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield. The Isle of Armor. Is that the one that's out today? Yes. Okay. So that's out now. Enjoy. But the Pokemon company, uh, they had a lot more to say. They had a lot more to announce. And uh, kind of fucking blindsided me uh, with this news that goddamn Pokemon Snap is getting a sequel in 2020. More than 20 years after the release of the original. Uh, after they included this as a cheap gameplay mechanic in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. I think it was in the regular versions too. Uh, and alluded to Pokemon Snap as a thing that maybe just happens in other Pokemon games. But we'll never do that again. And I remember being a kid watching YTV up here in Canada and watching Pokemania, uh, which was a weekend gimmick they ran to show a couple, at best, new episodes of Pokemon that had recently been translated. The worst part about Pokemania is they would show these two new episodes and then when the week started up, you would see these two new episodes again, but that assuredly meant that after those two new episodes, the series would start over. Uh... You don't know what it's like, kids, watching Dragon Ball Z, having it get to a certain point, and they run out of dubs, and uh, have the, so you think you're tuning in, it's Wednesday, it's like the middle, it's unceremonious, it's in the middle of the week, and you, uh, you tune in to catch the newest episode of Dragon Ball Z, is Goku finally going to become Super Saiyan, only to find that you are again back at the beginning of the Saiyan saga. <sighs> anyway. Uh, during one of these Pokemanias, they showed off Pokemon Snap, and I was like, this looks amazing. It's Pokemon in 3D. It's on the N64, which I did not have at that time. This looks incredible. Not even thinking of the idea that the thing people would want out of a 3D Pokemon game is just the thing they get from a non-3D Pokemon game. And boy, uh, has nothing come close to capturing the magic of the Pokemon world outside of the core Pokemon games like Pokemon Snap has, period. There's nothing. I'm, I'm searching my brain. Yeah, no, nothing. There's nothing. Uh, I, there's the Mystery Dungeon games. There's stuff where you play as a Pokemon. There's stuff where you take care of Pokemon. There's Pokemon Go. There's all this other shit. Maybe Pokemon Go. Okay, Pokemon Go when it first launched. The 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 phenomenon that was. I will uh, concede that that was maybe closest to it. But Pokemon Snap, man, 
you don't realize how much you uh, you miss it. So they show this new trailer, and it's called New Pokemon Snap, not Pokemon Snap Two or anything like that. Uh, you you're exploring these islands. There's tons of Pokemon from all generations. It looks gorgeous. Uh, it looks far better than Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, love to see it. Excited to play it. No uh, no release date for that yet. Uh, they talked about something called Pokemon Smile. They talked about Pokemon Cafe Mix, which just looks like Pokemon Zooms, and I'm here for it. Uh, you make food that looks like, not food out of Pokemon, you make food that looks like Pokemon based on the Pokemon Zooms you are consuming. Listen, it looks like a, a fucking rad time. Let's do it. Uh, they also talked about, of course, the Pokemon expansion, uh, and they have more to say next week. So June 24th, there will be a pro another uh, Pokemon presentation and speculation, of course, running wild. Uh, will it be a 3D remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl? Will it be another Let's Go game, maybe based on Gold and Silver? What will it be? Let's just wait a week and uh, let them talk to us. Man, Pokemon Snap, fucking new Pokemon Snap. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, Pokemon Company. I can't believe, like, it, it's it's cold lotion at this point because I'm sitting here all DS and 3DS being like, you got the you got the accelerometer, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the, the motion control thing in this thing. I'm like, this would be great for Pokemon Snap. This would be, this would be phenomenal. The 3DS has graphics that absolutely uh, are, are of that of the, the N64, I think I can safely say. Maybe a, a little better based on the fact that they were able to put a belt on uh, old Link in uh, in Ocarina of Time. Uh, how was there no Pokemon uh, Snap game? The previous game I was talking about was was Metroid, and I was talking about how did the DS and the 3DS live its entire lifespan without a traditional side-scrolling Metroid game? It blew my mind, and then they did that Metroid game on 3DS a couple years ago. I'm here for it. Okay, let's talk about Sony's event, uh, because I am quickly losing my voice. And I'm very hungry. Sony had a Future of Gaming event. And it was... If it didn't take place at 3 in the afternoon when I was trying to do work, man, I could have really enjoyed this. But of course you gotta do what you gotta do. We're gonna talk about the PlayStation 5 hardware. We're gonna talk about the accessories they revealed. We're gonna quickly run down some of the software they talked about. I can't dwell any too long on any one thing. Of course, we will talk about these things as they uh, divulge more information. But this was an E3-ass E3 presentation video that clearly was put together post-COVID. Uh, there are conspiracy theories that the the people that appeared in the video were actually CG renderings, uh, which is pretty wild. Um, maybe those guys just needed a little makeup or something like that. But they were, they were clearly enhancing green screen effects uh, the entire show long. And I feel they did a very good job with what little they had. Uh, so basically, this was just, uh, you maybe heard a blurb from someone or other, and then just trailers. Just new stuff trailers, old stuff trailers, what's going on. Things without names, uh, things without release dates. Just E3-ass E3. And and here's Rockstar, and, and they're bringing GTA 5. Uh, and everybody's kind of... GTA 5 is one of the highest grossing games of all time. The online mode in that game that almost didn't exist is just raking it in. And as I've said before, there are four things for sale. And then all you are buying is currency. All you are doing in that game is classic, uh, not pay to win, but basically just I I value my time more than my money. Here's some shark cards. And uh, they're bringing that to the PS5. If you have uh, PSN Plus or something like that, you're going to be able to play a standalone version of the online mode for free. And then some expanded, uh, extended version of uh, GTA 5 will come 
to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Big surprise. Uh, it's it's kind of a bummer to see Rockstar spin their wheels, uh, pun not intended, uh, in such a way on GTA. Um, there's a lot of online content. They've added a lot. Uh, they've they've added some narrative content to the online mode, but I don't know. It seems like, uh, based on the size of the company, I, I don't know what's going on anymore, but some single-player content, DLC, when so many people own your game, and there's a certain level of guaranteed sales that come with that, especially if you're going to do a $30 or $40 expansion, I don't see why you don't push in that direction as well for the fans of GTA that like single-player content. Uh, and that's my disappointment with Rockstar. It is not my disappointment with Sony getting out in front and being like, fucking GTA's here. I bet they wish Minecraft and Fortnite could have been the next two trailers they showed. Um, but here we are. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, hype. Hey, holy shit. Uh, we're going to get this in 2020. This is uh, from Insomniac. Of course, now a second party, first party studio of Sony's. Uh, this is a standalone DLC experience like Uncharted Lost Legacy or uh, Infamous Last Light. Uh, it is not a full-fledged game like a Marvel's Spider-Man $79.99 Canadian dollars game. Uh, there was some confusion over that or some people being upset that they felt misled uh, by the trailer, which seemed to imply, hey, the next Spider-Man game stars Miles Morales. Here it is. It's not a DLC or an expansion. And it isn't. It is a standalone game, but it is not. It is reusing a lot of assets. Uh, those other standalone Sony things that they have done have been excellent. Um... So, all for it. Uh, I, I also really like the Miles Morales character, and I'm curious how they integrate his powers, such as camouflage and his Venom Shock. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Sorry, just working through my links here. All right, Gran Turismo's back. Uh, the cars look real. Uh, not as real as they could, of course, because all the videos were capped at 30 frames per second, 1080p. You can, of course, go online and see the 4K uh, whatever P video you want. Uh, but yeah, the cars look good. It's Gran Turismo. Uh, they're calling it seven. Uh, so I guess the sport experiment didn't work, uh, as that was supposed to be like a racing platform. And I would assume that would just move on to the PS five, whatever. Here we are. Gran Turismo seven coming to the PS five. Eventually new ratchet and clank game, uh, which honestly looks like a, a demo reel for what they're able to do with the solid state drive in terms of rendering and quickly loading different game worlds. I've never been a huge Ratchet and Clank fan myself. Nothing against the series. I've just never gotten into it. Uh, I think the most I've played of any of those games was Secret Agent Clank on the PSP. Uh, but this looks fantastic. Like the the uh, 2016 one that was like the reboot. Uh, there was a video game and then a movie. Uh, I forgot all about that movie. I figured they would have made a follow-up by now or done other Sony stuff. But here we are. Fucking Ratchet and Clank got a CGI movie before Sonic the Hedgehog did. Is that what I've just come to realize? God damn. Anyway, uh, that game looks great as well uh, and would be a great launch game. That would be a game that would be perfect for the day you pick up your console and you just want a 12 to 20 hour experience that kind of showcases uh, what the console can do. But it looks like a lot of these games are going to be 2021 and I don't see myself after some other things have come out on the PS5 when this game finally comes out still being as interested as I am in it now. Uh, that's just how I feel about it. Project Athia? 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 Uh, obviously, if it has project in the title, that means don't expect it for the next two or three years. But uh, Sony, they showed a brand new game. This is Luminous Productions. And uh, it bared a lot of resemblance to the Unreal Engine 5 demo uh, that was shown a few weeks back. Not that I'm saying it has anything to do with that. Just the vibe I got. Stray. Sure. Uh, this is from... Uh, what are they called? Annapura? 
Yeah. Uh, Stray is uh, seemed to be a cyberpunk uh, Tokyo-looking world populated by robots in which you apparently play a cat. A living cat, not a robot cat. Returnal, awful name, interesting concept, uh, like that Tom Cruise, Cruise movie. This is coming from uh, Housemark and uh, those guys who did Resogun and stuff like that. Uh, and this uh, looks to be, you are some kind of space pilot, marine pilot lady, woman, man, I don't, I don't know. Uh, didn't really get into the character or if you make your own character in this game or whatnot, uh, but it looks like a fight for survival and something something happens. There's some kind of gimmick when you die. Sackboy, Big Adventure, just looks like a 3D platformer starring the Sackboy. Uh, Sackboy and the world's media molecule uh, creates are endearing enough. It looks like there are still some light elements of Little Big Planet here, but will this game stand on its own without that huge creation suite? And is there a market for that middle ground creation suite now that Dreams exists? It's just like, here's a thing where you can literally make anything. Uh, I think they should have rendered at least one of the presenta presentators. Presentators? <laughs> In Dreams. Uh, and then revealed it at the end. Like, make it really look good. Uh, anyway. Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, which of course is the new uh, Tango Gameworks joint uh, founded by Shinji Mikami, the Dino Crisis guy, or as the rest of the world knows him, the Resident Evil guy. And uh, this game looked completely different than I was expecting. Of course, Evil Within uh, is recently, uh, the, both of those games are projects from these guys. Uh, so I was kind of expecting something similar, but set in an urban setting. Not at all. First person, casting spells with your hand, uh, Jackie Chan adventure style, and I'm, I'm fucking here for it. Uh, it's, it looks great. Uh, the, the character designs, the environments all look fantastic. Uh, put me down for a copy of Ghostwire Tokyo. Hitman 3, surprise, uh, coming out this January. Uh, continues, to, man, IO, there's a, there's a story for you, but yeah, uh, continues to, to be successful, good for them, uh, curious to see where they're taking it, they seem like they're building the story to something, we'll see, Demon Souls is being remade for the PS5, uh, fucking sure, I, why not, uh, Demon Souls is still my favorite Souls game, the best Souls game is Bloodborne, easily, uh, but Demon Souls is still my favorite. I feel like the series never captured that same magic and the dreamlike quality uh, that Demon Souls has that they've tried to to replicate in every game since, and they're they're kind of rapidly losing that. I feel like Bloodborne had a good injection of that, as well as just being the most complete, best playing Souls game. Uh, so curious where what Elden Rings or whatever uh, is going to be. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this Demon Souls remake. Who is handling it? I'm sure that information's out there. Yeah, they should uh, with this. If there is in in fact a backwards compatibility announcement, they should announce that the PS3 version of Demon Souls will have a playable server. Let's do it. Arcane Studios, the guys who uh, bring you uh, Dishonored. I uh, have a new game called Deathloop. Looks pretty cool. Very stylized. They announced a new Horizon game. Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. And then all the hardware and stuff. And that was... Uh, the, there was there was a ton of stuff uh, announced here. Resident Evil 8. I don't even think I mentioned it. It was at the top of my page here. I didn't even say it. Uh, Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 Village or however you want to say it. Coming from Capcom. And then they revealed the thing. They showed it. They showed the console, and it was big, and shiny, and I don't know, uh, it's it's futuristic looking, in a way, like in a Jetsons way, where everybody's got popped collars. In fact, this thing looks a lot like George Jetsons, 
shirt. You've seen the thing. This happened a week ago. You know what it looks like. Obviously, they are doing a disc console and a digital-only console. They did not re reveal the release date. They did not reveal the price. They did not reveal the price difference between these two consoles. They did not reveal anything about backwards compatibility, which I would feel would be the biggest argument for getting something with a disc slot if I tell you that five generations of games will work on this versus two. So we'll see. Uh, what do I think of the design? It looks like something. Uh, in a way that the Xbox Series X doesn't look like something. Uh, what will this thing look like standing next to your TV? It'll look stupid. It's white and glossy. Uh, I don't know how many white glossy TVs or TV stands you've seen out there, but there aren't a hell of a lot. Uh, and then this kind of just... It just looks like something the Riot Police wear in a futuristic game that you'd be beating up. Like Remember Me or something like that. Hey, when's the last time someone referenced the game Remember Me? Uh, but here we are. Uh, so they, they have some other uh, accessories to go with it. They have a new camera, obviously. They want to sell you another camera. Uh, a headset, charging base. Sure. Uh, solid state drive in this in this puppy. Not really a lot of details uh, exactly of what the launch bundles will be, how much they'll cost, what you get. Uh, so a lot of uh, questions in the air. They really just showed it and then kind of dropped the mic and walked away. So uh, we'll hear more from them throughout the summer, I'm sure, as we work up to release date. Okay. Star Wars Squadrons. They're doing a game where you fly 5v5 multiplayer dogfighting. Star Wars. Yeah. Game takes place during the decline of the Empire after Star Wars Return of the Jedi. At least it's not between the prequels and the sequels like everything else is. Uh, features 5v5 uh, multiplayer squadron dogfights while also sporting a single player story mode. Which they can't do the TIE Fighter story where you turn on the Empire because they already did that in Battlefront 2. Uh, sure, like, I'm kind of over Star Wars at this time. These games look, uh, great. They sound great. Uh, if you want a bunch of Star Wars on your fucking TV, you can't go wrong. Uh, look, sure. I, I'm much more likely to play this than, I think, an FPS a Battlefield kind of game at this point. But you look back on EA having this thing, this, this, this license for as long as they've had, and they've released, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff on the periphery, but two FPSs. Uh, one of which has really turned around of late and gotten people involved, uh, you know, excited for it now that it is just the microtransactions because the game is basically free at this point. Um, and then uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was a bit of a surprise, but it was Respawn. Uh, the guys who you would think you would have working on the FPS, uh, but I guess Respawn is just so damn talented. You can just be like, I don't know, make a Souls game. And they're like, yeah, you got it. Uh, and then this. So uh, what's missing, uh, I guess, is the open world game we've always wanted. Star Wars 1313, where is it? If you want to interact with the show, at Hits Iceberg is us on uh, on the Twitter. Lee at HitsTheIceberg.com is my email address, and you can get in touch with me there. Or you can leave a comment, topic, or question anywhere you see this posted. Thank you so much for joining me today. Went on a lot longer than I intended to, especially on my lonesome here. We'll be back Friday, Sultans of Slam. At least I will be talking about AEW Dynamite. I will uh, read pending on that one. But he will be back next week, of course, on Public Beta Podcast. We will get back into New Vegas and talk about what we've been playing and all the gaming news of the week. As always, thank you for signing up. I've been Lee. We'll talk to you again next week.